1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 215 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with socials. The Wall 77 Club, everywhere. Please follow us. And could you subscribe to us on YouTube too? I'll, I'll change it up this week. I won't beg for Spotify, I'll beg for YouTube. So please. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Jack Williams is here. Hello. And Dan Bayliss. Hello. Uh, Harry, uh, a game with lots going on in it. A lot of that time, no one really knew what was going on in it. Um, but an incredibly important three points in the context of the season, and especially when you take into account um, it was done with 10 men in the end. Yeah, well, I think because we were all pretty pretty confident we'd win the game something had to go wrong it just had to we weren't going to be playing sailing it never is with Wolves but again as we always start with I want to start with the starting lineup because uh, I think it shocked everybody that we had four central midfielders really obviously Quang injured so Matinho coming for him and then he went back to the 4-3-3 it wasn't a 4-4-2 which I was a bit confused I didn't know what he was going to do so Nunes out on the left don't think it worked really him being on the left of the front three um, Lamina, who was outstanding against Liverpool, 
obviously we're going to get on to what happened with him but first 45 minutes not very good from Wolves at all obviously not being held by the referee but then super Lopetegui the genius the, what, what he is won us the game with his substitutions which is a recurring, recurring theme under him it seems Jack you were there and I mean we didn't know what was going on I'm sure you were none the wiser messaging saying what's happened with the second yellow I mean referee um was card happy anyway wasn't he um yeah I think you made the point though there was you, you didn't think there were any yellow cards in that first half and he gave out six <laughs> yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite go that far that there weren't any but it, it, there was yeah there was six that he gave in the first half and you know it was a two at best it just wasn't that sort of game this is the thing that I didn't quite understand it wasn't that nasty it was played perfectly well there was a few fouls in there, but I, I, I don't know what was going through his head, really, because he just kept, kept uh, once he'd given one soft one, he had to keep going with it. And yeah, it wasn't really until midway through the second half that I think someone got it on their phone. It was probably the tweet from Nathan Judah that says that he's been sent off for aggressively approaching the ref because I, we, I didn't really know. Like I said, I did, didn't think it was him who made the tackle when, when the play stopped. We thought like he must have said something. But watching it back, it's just just hilarious really and I, I know that some people have sort of come out and said that oh that's the rule because you know if three people approach them and if that's the rule then it needs to be enforced and enforce it but you can't just enforce it in one game in one moment and and that's it the rest of the time last week Andy Robertson and his mates were all crowding around the ref when they should have had a penalty not a word said played on no not Liverpool but to enforce mm-hmm. it like that it's just it's it's a poor show fair enough if, he, if it's going to be enforced across every team and every game that weekend or something but I, I I know we were chatting about this in the group but watching it back I think he books Lamina without realising he's already booked him the referee because it's a very harsh thing to send send someone off for particularly in the first half when the game has not been been uh, you know as I said just not been played yeah, 27 minutes blood. so the way he just he just instinctively just books the, fir- the third player who comes over which again I think he could have booked any of them he didn't have to pick the third player but once he's done that and Lamina falls to his knees he thinks why is he falling to his knees here? He's like, oh God, I've already booked him. I need to, need to send him off now. Otherwise, I, I look stupid. And it's just, again, we have it every week, don't we? And the officiating's all over the place. And the ref was quite rightly booed off at half time. And <laughs> yeah, gave six yellow cards. And really, he could have got away with probably just giving one in that whole first half, really. But that's not the game he wanted to play. But luckily, luckily, it didn't, in the end, affect the result. But given how flat the first half was, I thought we were going to cruise him for a comfortable defeat. But... As ever, Lopetegui, even with 10 men, sees something, changes it, and we get results. Dan, it's um, consistently inconsistent, isn't it? Couldn't have said it better myself. I, It's staggering, isn't it? Because the thing that's really annoying is all the refs have come out and all these people on Twitter, the refs, and I can't remember, I can't remember what the one guy is for this, the secret ref or whatever it is. And he's like, absolutely spot on. This is This is right. Fair enough. You're probably not far wrong. It probably is right. You've done it once in the entire season. How many games would there have been in the twenty in the Premier League this year? Uh, not. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you're gonna do it, just do it. I've got no problem. If you chat to the ref and you get a yellow card, absolutely fine in my book. No problem with it. Um But you can't you can't just go one game, yeah, what a fantastic decision. And then next week we know we know that tonight. Arsenal versus Man City won't happen. So no, no. it's not double standards. Double standards is the wrong word for it. It's using an exception as the rule, which is even like stupider. Like that. Um, 
Harry, we I remember we were talking about referees being mic'd up on a previous podcast way back when, and we highlighted a video in the A-League in Australia and how, how brilliant the ref was um, at doing it and explaining decisions and, and all that sort of thing. And it was Jared Gillett, who uh, obviously was refereeing the game against <laughs> <laughs> Southampton. Uh, I guess it's the way it goes sometimes, but, you know, I could find you probably a million pictures from Premier League games of the referee being surrounded by players. You just want it to be enforced, don't you? Because... I know Jack said it didn't impact the game in the end, but I think if you ask Nathan Jones that question, I think he actually did come up with the excuse of it went downhill once water went down to seven men, which I think is probably the worst excuse I've ever heard, but one he made regardless. Yeah, ridiculous. Ridiculous excuse. Yeah, just on the, the Lamina booking, I think I agree with Jack. I think he didn't realise until he looked up and seen it was Lamina that he was already on a yellow. And Lamina's first yellow wasn't a yellow either. The Samada one wasn't, but... And I think he's tried to um, a lot of the, like Bailey said about the referees coming out on Twitter. There is an actual rule that says if more than three players surround the referee, they get a booking. But like Bailey said, they never enforce it consistently. And all that uh, all that Lamina said because he put it on his Instagram was he pulled me because the reason they were protesting is because he got pulled as he tried to run away from the box in the build up to the chance they created. And he just had a real howler, didn't he? Because if you noticed when we come out second half, he didn't hardly get his cards out at all. Like, he just completely changed because I think he knew it balls up. And if we didn't go on and get the win, it'd completely ruined the game. And it's massive stakes, isn't it? It's like, it's literally a, a relegation battle game. And he's made a decision like that. Why not book Neves or Martino who has stood right there? So, ridiculous rule. And we won't see it again this season. I think, Harry, it's now more evident than ever that human error is still the thing causing these multi-million pound errors, really. The only one that comes to mind that was actually the technology is Villa staying up. Otherwise, it's still human error. I mean, we all know Lee Mason. We all know Lee Mason is an absolute prat. <laughs> so, well, yeah, he's been an awful referee for 10 years and now he's an awful VAR official. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> to not draw the line, like, it's literally the job. <laughs> you literally sat there to just, you just draw the lines, the computer does the rest for you. It's... <laughs> It's li- you've got to laugh, haven't you? It'd be, it'd be like, ah, oh, it'd be like Harry turning up to work and just like forgetting to put a, a, one of the four wheels on his lorry. <laughs> I don't, I don't. The mechanic does that to me. I will get your point. Like... I, I think the, the, the problem that people have is, is that it's obviously been brought in to try and make the game better. All the fans were calling for it, but it does seem to be a Premier League issue because, you know, the World Cup goes by without a hitch. You don't see a problem, the, the slight change in referee, and that seems to work as well. It seems to be a PGMOL problem, doesn't it? Jack Howard Webb's having to have secret meetings with journalists that are off the record as to what they're going to do and admit mistakes. <clears throat> I, should, I there be, should there be accountability? Should they be coming out after the games and explaining their decision? Oh, you'd hope so, but they won't do that because they don't do that now about any any decision, do they? Or they didn't before. But it it does make you think when you everyone always thinks back to the World Cup and how quickly they could draw on whether it was offside or not. Whereas he had a bunch of one is can't even. These are professional referees don't know who the last defender was, so <laughs> they draw the lines on the wrong people. Weren't they using an automatic system for the World Cup? Brilliant, yeah. For, if they can, right. then to get it in. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it's 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 the point now where it it was kind of a little bit funny at first wasn't it but we're we're a fair few years in now and this sort of stuff this sort of stuff shouldn't be happening i know we're talking about var rather than 
what was happening in our game, which was just inconsistent calls with rules that weren't enforced. And I suppose with our game, I've got no problem with that rule being a thing. Like, I think, don't think anyone has. If the third player comes, they get booked. Fair enough. Communicate it. Start doing it all at the same time. But it's just the inconsistency, whether it's with technology or without technology, is just is just a joke at the moment. But anyway, let's talk about the actual... Wait there. I've got one more thing. Okay. I've got one more thing. Just, it's only a little one. Do you think that... Given the sort of nuances of football and the fact that so many things can happen in such a sports short space of time, there are going to be errors regardless. Mm-hmm. Are we not better just accepting the old error and enjoying the game? Right, I I'd, I'd love it more, yeah. At least I want it back a goal. Yeah. yeah. It, it, even goals now that I'm watching back in real time that I think there's no way that's offside, I can't properly celebrate until I've actually mm. seen a replay to confirm it because you, you're getting ones before where it looks like a player, you think he's level. Like, ah, well, he's not level if you draw this line. You, you see Leicester frame? one. Should that be the Leicester one? Yeah. That look inch of a toe. And it depends yeah. when they stop the bloody frame for when the ball leaves the player's foot. He passes it, isn't it? It's just yeah. ridiculous. But, and yeah. The, the way it was, the way it's been sold as well previously and initially when it was sold is that a lot of people, myself included, were questioning, there's so many variables here. Are these calls definitely right? Because they're enforcing them like they're 100% correct. Mm. They're saying, and there's so many variables like the angle. If the camera's switched on down the side of the pitch, which we've had in the last few weeks <laughs> at Liverpool, um, the frame rate, the point the ball's played, there's so many different things. And they were like, yeah, these are 100% correct. They're 100% correct. Well, they're not, are they? They're not correct so, because you've drawn the line in the wrong place for a star, one of them. Yeah. So, I, I think we've mentioned it in weeks gone by, but I think the fact that VAR as well is making the officials just generally more like inconsistent and rubbish themselves because they've always got that to rely on. So I think it's just making their performance as a referee worse too. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, because and, and also I think it's the whole offside thing that gets me. I mean, why don't they flag straight away? Because there's mm-hmm. been a couple of times where like goalkeepers have been injured or they've been very very close mm-hmm. to being injured, where quite clearly the attacking player is offside. Everybody can see he's offside, but he's playing to the whistle. And the whistle doesn't mm-hmm. go because he's waiting. I don't know what he's waiting for. It's just ridiculous. But when we talk about clear and obvious errors, Harry was sending Lamina off a clear and obvious error. You'd probably say yes. Well, the, well, the referee would say no. Look at the rule book. It says if the third person comes running over or three more come over, I can book one of them. So technically, no, he hasn't. But if he used common sense, he's ruined the game, hasn't he? He, if he knew it, it was Lamina and he and he remembered he booked him, I don't think he sends. I don't think he gives him the second book. And he put it. He'd book. He'd book Neves or Martinho just to make his point. I don't know why he was being so trigger happy. I don't know why. It's one of these ridiculous rules. Like it's, it's like the. So you know they have like stupid laws that still haven't been banned. Like you can only walk five sheep or less down the high street. Or you you can shoot a Welshman from Ludlow Castle with a crossbow. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that is a law. Actually, true. Don't, don't, don't tell the Southampton fans. That's <laughs> a great idea with that one. Um, you get what I'm saying? Like it, it's preposterous. Like if they started doing it every week, fine. But it's never going to happen. Consistency is. You know Saturday it's going to happen and all the Wolves fans are going to kick off. But Bournemouth well, will do it. It'll be one challenge they don't like. Three yeah. of them will run at the ref. The way the Wolves fans are going mad, yeah. It all seems to be us as well, doesn't it, at the moment? That really, not, well, not all the time. Obviously, Arsenal got hard done by and uh, there's been others. But just on the game, I know at the point they scored, though, Southampton, we did have 11 men on the pitch, didn't we, when they scored their yeah. goal? What so, about, though, the free kick? What are you on about? When Southampton... Yeah, yeah, they yeah. weren't a free kick, was it? No. Oh, I didn't know there was. I didn't know there was an issue. There was something in the build-up that happened that was like completely wrong. 
Ah, right, no. Um, I thought it was a poor goal to concede and I thought it was coming because they had that big lad up front, didn't they? They just kept whacking it up to. And like I said, I don't think the starting lineup worked either. But yeah, poor first half. Where did Jack, I bet Jack, I bet you were thinking, why the hell did I even turn it off? <laughs> it, it, it was a poor first half, but you're right. That number 12, he was a, he was a big lad, wasn't he? And he was giving, he was just giving on defence some some problems. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was just a really a really lackluster first half. Obviously, not out by the ref, right by the Southampton fans. And that, to be fair, they were proper giving it the bigger. You wouldn't have thought they were bottom because they had a right mm-hmm. little there. They were they were they were going nuts and really for you know for up until half time and for most of the uh, most of the second half, they had a laugh at themselves as well, which is quite funny. At one point, they were singing "You're Going Down with Southampton," which is uh, <laughs> I, I could hear on the stream. I could hear on the stream, Jack. Uh, the, sorry. I'm going to no, rest no, myself. No, no, don't, no. don't listen, West Midlands, please. But yeah, I heard on the street that they're having banter about Lamina, weren't they, as well? Like the Wolves fans are watching. Yeah, obviously, for them. Yeah. Obviously, as soon as he was sent off, we, we were singing his name, it obviously <laughs> to annoy them. And then he just obviously goes and gets himself sent off within the, <laughs> in the first half. So yeah, at half time, it was pretty it was pretty low. But second half, wow. wow. Again, what was our main difference when we scored the winner? Oh, it was Carnage when we, when we scored the winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, everyone fell down about ten rows of seats. There was broken seats everywhere. Um, <laughs> but it, it was, it was. Yeah. It what was did their fans do? Just leave? Oh, it was like it was honestly like a fire drill. It was quite funny. It was, it was, it was hilarious because they, they, they weren't very happy. Obviously, as you wouldn't have been when we got the equaliser against ten men at home when you've dominated. The, well, you've been the better team in the first half. Maybe dominate is a stretch, but. Yeah, they, they weren't very happy at all when it went 1-1. And then after it went 1-1, we were sort of thinking, we're, we're in this here with any team who wants to win this game. And we saw it coming. And fair play against Lopetegui because he's made the, the, the substitutions at half-time. It wasn't working. He's changed it. Costa came on, man. Costa caused some problems. He offers more than Jimenez. And a lot of people have said that. And I think he he gave us something to think about. And obviously, the, the main man for his finish and on his, on his actual debut, Mr. Gomez, Fair play on both occasions, actually, for both goals. I thought we fluffed the chance. I thought mm. we fluffed the chance, missed the opportunity with Traore's one, but we kept at it, kept kept having a go, and we scored two goals, really, which uh, from positions where it looked like we'd messed it up. They are chalk and cheese, those two goals, though, aren't they, Bayliss? Because the one is a comical... I think it went off him three times off Bednarak, didn't it? <laughs> it ended, eventually ended up in the net, and the second one was a, was a perler into the top corner. I think it hit him, nutmegged him. Did. Yeah, hit him on the arse, hit him on the shit, and then went in. <laughs> yeah, um, but what can you do? Sometimes you get the rub of the green, but it looked like we were pressing for it, so it was probably a deserved equaliser. And then nice bit of work. When have you seen Wolves drive towards the box? And fair enough, twenty nineteen. I think he gets lucky with the rebound, but to have the composure to open his body up and just stick it in the opposite corner, no. super and- finish. And Harry, if he wasn't a cold hero even before he arrived at Wolves, um, he's making strides, Jao Gomez, to have a statue at before Easter. Oh, he changed the game as I already come on. He was so positive driving forward, I thought. And all the substitutions, Bueno completely changed the game. He was flying down that left, put the great ball in for the first goal. As Jack mentioned, I've gave Costa stick, take the piss out of him, called him an oil tanker. He was causing of all sorts. Like, he should have scored, admittedly. Um, Adama amazing completely changed it I thought on the day Sarabia struggled a bit um, Cunha struggled first half I thought so we needed the changes and it felt like we had buddy 12 man never mind buddy 10 and yeah what what a story for Jao Gomez the day before his 22nd birthday as well and I know Jack was in there he looked amazing on telly the away end but perfect perfect from Lopetegui perfect results and we needed it didn't we but the substitutions I love Bueno 
I actually love him. Like, I, I know Eight Nora's been getting back in, but I was a bit like, oh, that's some, that's harsh. He, he comes on. He's just a magician down that left. That ball in. Well, classy he, he is. He's only young he, as well. He was your dark horse pick for the season, wasn't he, Harry? I think. I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I'm a genius. Well, I'm a <laughs> Did you say- <laughs> Did you send him a Valentine's Day card, Eric? I'll, I'll tell you what, I might do. I might do. No, uh, yeah, I remember getting, I remember getting some raised eyebrows when I picked him as well at the beginning of the season. But what a player! And um, still no room in the side for Nathan Collins, Jack. And are we still a bit puzzled about that? Or are we thinking if it's not if the name broke, don't fix it? Does he see more in Kilman in training? You know, we only see him ninety minutes a week. One thing we do have to say, actually, and I don't want to draw anybody out because everyone did really well because you're in the circumstances, but Jose saw a save off Kilman's dodgy back pass at 1-0. That, that kept us in the game, that did, because that was a bit ropey. So, I mean, if you I mean, you could look at the last two games and the centre-backs, although they've both been really good, they've had a mistake in them. You can't, you can't deny that. And that on another day, if Saar hadn't found the form that he's found in the last few games, that could have been a completely different story. I really killed the game off, so Saar kept us in there, and it was just a bit, bit sloppy from Kilman without realizing the the pace of the of the forward player. I think he was he was chasing it down He's quick. But, yeah, I'll tell you another thing as well, Jack. Just off the back of that was Saar. The two times they got a free kick on the edge of the box, I was because obviously Ward proud, so I was shitting yeah. myself. And the second one right at the end, why did he pass it? It was a good save by yeah. Saar in the end, but the fact he went short, I mean, if I was Nathan Jones or even any of his players, I'd have been fuming. I was just waiting for him to bend in top corner. That both those set pieces they had in promising position the second half they screwed they fucked them really yeah they they should have they should have done a lot better and yeah it was a bit worrying but uh, luckily we we got away with it and really that's probably down to them just bad tactics decision making but Bayless how how much of a, a very good signing potentially is Daniel Bentley who's come in obviously to provide a little bit of. Uh, competition for Jose Sarr, and you've got to say, actually, since he's arrived at the club, Sarr's performances have have gone up. Give him a kick up the air. Yeah, well, he's had a, good, had a good couple of games, hasn't he, Sarr? Really? So, yeah, anyone that's going to push him. Um, we do still look a bit suspect every now and again, don't we? I mean, it's not like we're faultless. We've gone and toughed one out against Lampton, who are absolute dog shit. So... Look, I you got to take the positives of what we did and ignore that there were mistakes in there. But Saar's been playing better the last couple of games, and you've got to hope it continues. I'd put Collins in for Kilman though, especially after that mistake. I just think you know he, he was a bit harsh to get dropped anyway. He did well against Liverpool, hasn't he? But yeah, Kilman did do well against Liverpool. To be fair, but uh, I mean he has got a mistake in him, hasn't he, Kilman? No, I think he was the weakest against Liverpool last time. But yeah, when he, got, when he got, I'd love to run it for yeah. the Nunes chance, but. Yeah, I probably would put Collins in. But another one, Paul Paul Somerset Wolf just put in the comments. Got to talk about Cudden. You're a bit, I'm a big fan. I like him. He had that one chance first half, but he put it over yeah. from a tight angle. But the difference Costa made, I suppose he was more of a game for Costa chasing the game and that. But Cunha, good little link. He, he's good in the link up play, and he, you know, he dropped deep, get involved. Nice little passes. But has he got that killer instinct? I think he'll keep playing him because of the price we paid for him and giving that chance. But how long do you wait until you start? Costa or Raul if you don't start banging the goals in well I want to start Raul if you're looking to feel to bang goals in but, uh, <laughs> that's hard to see because you can't say about Costa can you really? so yeah it's a bit, uh, a bit harsh but I, I think Kuna and I, I keep getting his I don't actually know how to pronounce his name is it Sarabia or Sarabia 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 uh, yeah they both they both had difficult games I think on Saturday but I think it's going to take them a little bit of time you've got to have a little bit of patience and I know we seem to be flying at the moment, but we are for what not even two months into 
Lopetegui's reign since our first game against Gillingham and the improvement is is massive and I keep saying the one thing that I do like with with Lopetegui and with the squad he's got now we've got enough players and if you're not performing you'll be off at half time or if not before like because he's not going to mess about with it and that's that's the the way with the the changes that he's been making so it's just it's good to have an actual squad of players because like we said Costa was obviously the man that we needed on Saturday next week it might be Jimenez it might be Kuna you you don't know do you so it's the fact we're Winning games without a goal scorer—that's huge, absolutely huge. Not many teams do that and stay up in the Premier League. Look, Joao Gomez, Joao Gomez is a goal scorer. More than one. I, I'm talking a proper centre. Kuna has got to get one in the next couple. Really, I mean, Bournemouth is arguably where he will find the net, isn't it? You would say. Well, yeah, it's a bit of a banana. It's a massive banana skin. It's a difficult one. You remember, like they—they they just when we played them away, uh, they just got beat bloody nine, didn't they? Or nine, nine game before, and and they, it was nil nil. So let's let's not get carried away. But honestly, yeah, I do think that if if we do beat them, then I don't can't see that Hampton or Bournemouth catching us really. Which just because the way we're going and the way the way those two are going, um, might be a little bit premature to say that. But um, you know, and just just you can't take any of the way from it really to to be one nil down at half time, ten men away at a Premier League team who uh, uh, a few weeks ago were your rivals for relegation, come back and win and be so convincing in the process and just uh, it was just a, a breath of fresh air. The whole thing is, and the whole thing has so far with Lopetegui really, it's been a massive breath of fresh air because they don't know their beat and he's not afraid to change it when he needs to. Uh, Harry, give us a man of the match. I'm going Jao Gomez for the goal. Or Adama, one of those two. But I'm going to go with Jao Gomez. I thought he changed it. I, mean, I know he come on late, but first half was terrible. Second half was brilliant. Him or... Oh, God. Do I do, I do my boy Bueno like that as well? <laughs> no, I'll go Jao Gomez, yeah. Bayless? I think a lot of praise got to be heaped on Dawson for what he's come in and done. And the composure he's given to a defence that was all at sea not long ago. Poor well, for the goal, Bayless. Poor clear yeah, the goal for me. Goal. But defenders are going to give away... It's inevitable. And it's like strikers missing chances. Um, I know it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Like Lopetegui for making the changes and winning. I was going to weirdly. I was going to say we always pick a player, but is it is it a manager? It's the manager. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'll I'll say that. Yeah, it's Jack decided. Uh, Lamina just because it's oh, funny. It's <laughs> 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 funny in the end, really. Sacrifice himself for the team. Hilarious, hilarious away end at the very end. I think it's brilliant. But but no, see, um, I, I don't know actually. It's, it is a difficult one. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Gomez as well, just because you know it was a good finish, a winning goal, and yeah, just positive when he came on, wasn't he? So good pick. Yeah, I think um, most people went with Jao Gomez in <laughs> line. Uh, let's talk about Bournemouth. <clears throat> well, there's going to be one change. We just spoken about him. Um, it's Lamina. He will miss that game, Harry. Um, you mentioned the, that. Um, the last time we played them, which was way back when in August, um, we've had a World Cup since then. But the side that started that game, when you look at it now, just shows how far we've come. Obviously, Siren goal, Semedo, Collins, Kilman, Johnny, Nunes, Neves, Matinho, Neto, Jimenez and Geddes. Big difference. Um, new manager as well. So um, how does it, how do Wolves line up this time? Is it time for Collins to come in for Kilman and who replaces Lamina? Uh, before I answer that, Neto scored for the under twenty ones, didn't he? It did. Yeah, sure. eight eight minutes, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so how will it go? I think it'll be a four three three. 
obviously no Lamina, so he's got to be Jao Gomez straight in there. I think he'll keep the same back four. I do think he'll start Kilman, although it'd be nice to see Collins go in. I think it'd be the same. It's up front, which is uh, a good little debate because Adama's been looking impressive coming off the bench. So will he get a start? Probably not. I think he'll keep Sarabia in there. I think he will start Cunha. And I think we might see a re-emergence of the little Smurf Pedence as well, if he's fit. So, yeah, it's interesting. But with Lopetegui at the moment, it's hard to predict what he's going to do. But, I mean, again, I think against Man City away, although he's a genius and he makes really good substitutions, he did make a mistake of the starting lineup there. Arguably against Southampton, I think he went with the wrong starting lineup too. But he always sorts it out fairly quick. He knows when it's wrong and he acts quick. So, be interesting. I think it'd be a 4-3-3 with the team I just said, yeah. To be fair, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Because now there's five substitutions. You can't really fuck it up that much mm. that you can't change it to what you should have changed it to. That Unless you're Bruno Large, you just don't. Unless you're Bruno Large, you're just a mental sub. <laughs> yeah. Just be completely incompetent. Uh, Jack? I, I was quite shocked to, that Podence didn't feature at all. He's uh, injured, I think. Yeah, yeah, the, oh, is he carrying a knock? He had a okay. knock, yeah. Right. The one thing that did 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 uh, is is worth noting. I know it's quite far away. Is when Johnny came on towards the end of the second half. I, I looking at the build, I thought it was Podence. You know, <laughs> I, I know obviously there's a height difference. He's got different colour hair now. But at first glance, I was like, is that Podence? But I think he's got Johnny Trim. So I don't know what extra training they're doing because he looks like he's uh, he's he's obviously put them on some extra running or something because he he, he seems a lot a lot trimmer than he was. Come from Johnny Bravo to Johnny Trim. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's one thing to know. But, uh, yeah, you just don't know what he's going to do with the formation or the team, do you, really? But I'd imagine that the bare bones are going to be the same. I don't think he'll drop Kilman. I don't think he's done enough to deserve to be dropped. I'm just quite shocked, actually, that Dawson's come in straight away to be the main man. I thought he was going to be the backup, to be honest with you. But Lopetegui probably thinks that that defence needs some experience, which is, you know, it's fair enough, really, and a, and a good shout. But I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, it's very, very similar, to be honest. Uh, obviously, Lamina is, is, the, is the one. Where it's got to change something, but shall I be the voice of reason? Go on. Your Gomez isn't match. Gomez isn't match fit yet. He isn't looks for me. <laughs> I, 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 again, I was surprised he actually even featured. To be honest with you, yeah. so yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be Nunes, Matinho, Neves. Gomez might come on, might feature, might go half an hour, but maybe forty-five minutes. And if we're not playing particularly well, and I think you've got to go Sarabia, Cunha, Traore up top. Started. Can't argue with that. <clears throat> Interesting. Uh, Ray says the players just look fit. Does he mean in terms of like their physicality? Well, Valentine's Day was yesterday, mm. uh, but otherwise they do look they do look so much fitter. You know, they looked they looked beat on sixty minutes first part of the season. It's difficult when you're losing games um, to keep your head up, I suppose. But they they definitely do look more at the races for nine. Mentally as well, they just look mentally definitely. in a better place. Everything, you know, just physically is mentally because Lopetegui. He's just a nice bloke as well, isn't he? When you see the clips, he is though, isn't he? <laughs> you'd, you'd want to run through brick, roth, brick walls for him, wouldn't you? Yeah. Whereas you won't, you won't run, run through a bloody piece of clean film, but Bruno Lard. <laughs> it's quite hard, that is, actually. It's quite hard. <laughs> Winning and losing are habits. They're really hard to break. It's all it is. Are we what do you think he's... Our form's brilliant, isn't it, when he's coming? It's about seventh. It's about seventh. Thing. Considering we're about to play Man City, Liverpool, Man United in, in that spell of games, it's, it's, it, is, it is impressive. It is good. Mm. But what do you think he said at half-time? What do you think he said? Like, he probably played the you've been hard done to card, didn't he? Get your ju- get your justice. You know, come on, Spartan. Free- What's that film where they start screaming? Spartan. Yeah, 300, all that. So, uh, But then just like Adama's like two players when he plays that, isn't he? 
It don't matter with any other ten. Yeah. Jesus bloody I think it, it would have also been like you know, you're down to ten men, but you can use you could use the space you've got here, and they, and they they did use it well. And also, if you get one back, they're gonna start to shit themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna have to drop. Yeah, then yeah. that's exactly what happened, didn't it? Really. So, and we always come back and win at Southampton. So, did you feel in the stadium when we got the first that their asses fell out? Oh yeah, um, yeah. You could tell straight away, like the crowd just, they were, they were just angry straight away because they were thinking they were going to go on to, uh, you know, win that game convincingly. And it just, they started to get worried because we started to look good. As soon as that went to 1-1, I was like, I'll take this all day. Yeah, really happy with this. A point away from home in these circumstances. Brilliant. But luckily, I wasn't one of the players because they wanted more. They sensed blood and they were like, no, nah, we're going to go on and try and win this. And, you know, fair play to them. It, it, it was a really good day, man. It was, it was a good game. And one of those that, Really, after some of the rubbish we had before Christmas, we've had so many with the, with the game against Liverpool last week and that game uh, at the, the weekend just gone. Um, you know, it really has reignited your love of Wolves and football. I think we've had some good moments just in this short space of time. Basically, it's going to start being sellouts again. There'll be no empty seats at one of you now if you're starting to play well again. Close shop, FC. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, so five points clear of the relegation zone. Uh, Bournemouth up next. So look on the south coast. This time the south coast comes to us at score prediction. Harry, it's going to come in. It's been since twenty seventeen. Four one Wolves. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to make a soundboard with you saying that every week. I save you the job. Uh, Bayless. Uh three nil. Three nil. Wow. <clears throat> uh, Jack. It's, it's hard to see us losing, isn't it? But I said that last week, so... You got it right by last week, Jack. You yeah, I did get it right, yeah. And Sam always um, does, so... But I'm I'm, I'm going to... It's just 1-1. Uh, oh, don't do that to us. I, I'll be honest, I, I, I can't see us... I, I, I think we'll win, but I just also just... I, I, the balance of results lately, I, I didn't think that we'd beat both Southampton and Bournemouth, so I'm going to say that we'll, we'll, slip, we'll slip up rather than get two wins. Mm. You, think, you think we'll win 1-1? Excellent. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. You having two one, Sam? Oh, of course. Uh, we're a little bit shorter this week, funnily enough. Confidential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're not great prices, but I did a little bet builder that I think's reasonably realistic for a half decent price. Over two and a half goals. Jao Gomez to score in ninety minutes and Neves to make three or more tackles. Twenty-five to one. That's good value. Good builder. Just Gomez to score has been boosted by Skybet nine to one. Wow, I'm that. Three one Wolves Neves to score first eighties price. Yeah, two 0 Wolves Traore first is forties. And Harry, I swear to God, I did this earlier. I did it on the train on the way home. Four one Wolves Cunha first goal. Three hundred and twenty-seven to one. One hundred to one. Hold on, it last week it was 370, I remember. Wow. You had the same bet for the Southampton game, and I'm sure you said 365 to 1 or something. How is it so different? I've probably still got a screenshot of my phone. Wow. Find it. Because we must be like big favourites then. Incredible. Cunha 4 1 last week was 375. Yeah. Wow. Memory locking elephant, me. See, I remember all these hats. Even the receipt. It does. Wow. Uh, Just good ticket news. Yeah, so what did you just say about the ticket news that is close shop? Shopping. You know what? It ain't far off. There's a very I don't think there's barely anything left for the weekend. Um no, I don't know if more will be released uh when people have sold them back to the club or anything, but it's uh yeah, there's none available at the moment. I didn't I didn't 
see this publicly, but I'm just reading it now. It says, to celebrate the signing of Jao Gomez, our new number 35, we're making 35 tickets free for our home fixture against Bournemouth. So 35 people are going to be refunded for their tickets. I wouldn't have thought that season to get older. It's probably from the from the uh, day-to-day match tickets. But uh, there you go, 35 year, we'll get a free game, which is uh, good to know. Yeah. Next home game after that. Sorry? So about 0.1% of the ground capacity is that. Well, yeah, it's a bit distant, isn't it? But um, <laughs> uh, the next game after that is uh, home to Tottenham Hotspur on the 4th of March, uh, Saturday, 3pm kickoff. And there's very little available for that as well, really. You're really struggling, and that's only on sale to members, but everything is pretty much sold out there. Next home game after that is Leeds on the 18th of March, and that is on sale to the Membership Plus people as of the 21st of February. Looking at the away games... Now, Fulham, on the 24th of February, which is uh, an 8pm kickoff, because uh, it's on TV, that is sold out. I didn't get a ticket for that. I'm quite annoyed, actually. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to come? I, I missed out there. Do I want to come? It, is this going to be one of your, oh, I'll sort this out and then it never happens jobs? Like, no, but I, was gonna, I was actually going to look in the, um, what's it called, stand? You know, they've got the, just get a big ladder. <laughs> I've actually got a boat, stand. boat with a crane on it. Uh but I mean, yeah, potentially. So I would, I would like a ticket for that. But let's, I'll then look and try and get a neutral stand ticket. I, I don't think they do the neutral stand anymore. Let's, we probably should take this conversation offline. But um, yeah, I don't think the neutral stands a thing anymore. I don't really want to sit in the home end, to be honest. Um, you know, they're all too posh for me. Um, you'll be all right, Dan. So yeah. Anyway, um, the game against Fulham is is sold out, but it is on TV, so we'll, we'll be able to watch that. The rearranged fixture, fixture uh, away at Liverpool on Wednesday the 1st of March. Now, this caught me out, actually, because this is the rearranged fixture. The tickets have actually already been sold. So, unless there's any returns, I think uh, they've already... The original uh, tickets for that match uh, are still valid for anyone who's got one lying around in a drawer somewhere. And the next one after that, which has better availability, is the Newcastle away game. And I'm going to grab a ticket for that for Harry's dad tomorrow because they're on sale on the points as of tomorrow, I think. So, there we go. Lovely stuff. Uh, let's move on to a conversation that we had on the WhatsApp group uh, yesterday. And was it Bayless, I think, you put forward the the idea of coming up with the best 11 of the Foson era where players were sort of... On Wolves form, of, I remember. Yeah, on Wolves form, um, at the at the peak of their powers, the best they've played during that time. We were just squabbling around, weren't we, for about an hour about who's good and who's not. So, because look, any Wolves player that's played for Wolves in the Foson era, but they have to be at their peak performance for Wolves. You can't say Diego Costa on Chelsea form, for example. Yeah, I think that's fair. Or Jota on Liverpool form, but you could have him on those Wolves. Correct. Um, so Bailey yours was Saar. Doherty, Bolly, Dawson has made it in there after two games. Yeah, yeah uh, that don't that, that shouldn't be in there. That's not with the Johnny Johnny left back, Neves, Matinho, Nunes or Lamina, Jota, Pedence or Adama and Raul. So I'm gonna have to ask, is it Nunes or Lamina? Or Pedence or Adama? Lamina's played two games. So it's Dawson. But I yeah. think he's so solid a centre back I like it. <laughs> We've never had a solid centre back oh, there, yeah. We've got our code. You can't dismiss the shouty. Doesn't count, does it? I'll, go, I'll, I'll do. Um, I've got Harry's, uh, which is Doherty, Bolly, Cody, Johnny, Patricia, and Goal. By the way, uh, Helder Costa makes it into Harry's eleven. Look at that, just a wind-up merchant. And and on the other side, Cavalero. 
It's, it's crazy. Uh, Neves and Matinho middle, Raul and Jota up front. Um, Seb wasn't too far off. A couple of changes. Patricia in goal. Doherty, Bolly, Cody, Johnny. Uh, Nunes, Neves, Matinho, Adama, Raul, Jota. Um, Aaron's was Patricio, Doherty, Bolly, Sace, Semedo. Neves, Matinho, Nunes, Dendonka, Jimenez, and Jota. What's yours, Jack? I don't think yeah. you, you took... <laughs> 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 I, think um, scared you, right? I don't know. It's quite hard. To, uh, quite hard to think, really. But I think the front three has got to be Raúl, Jota, and Neto. You'd think. Oh, oh God, right. I don't forgot that. Wait, no. But right, I mean, I, I mean, did you say Caballero and Costa, Harry? I was <laughs> just. Yeah, I was on. A, I was on a wind up on the WhatsApp. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got to be up there They're on top four. Well, I love them. obviously you've got to put Neves and Matinho in there, haven't you? I think the only the only questions really are Sara or Patricio and. Who would you put at the back? Cody's got to be in there. He, he served the whole bloody era, didn't he? I know, like, he's hard to fail. I can't believe you're saying this, Harry. Yeah, but he's got to be, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he was good for us. Right? Can't believe he's a champion. Daddy, nah. He was, yeah. he was a championship level defender, so he was good in the championship. Then he pushed for his way for a bit in the Prem, didn't he? And he's shouting a lot, and he was captain. He was a nice bloke, and interviewed well. So he's got to be in there. And I mean, what about Bonatine? I'm joking. I can't even do it straight back. <laughs> <laughs> But Cavalero and Helder Costa, the, when, like the year we went up, and even in the first year of the Premier League, they were mustard. Rotate Jota couldn't get in sometimes because of Cavalero and Costa, Costa in the early years under Nuno. Fourteen, <laughs> but Adama and Raul. But Adama's a Adama's a weird one because he ain't been consistent enough, has he? But the peak of his powers, him and Raul, well, they were formidable. That one season they were, yeah, just before Raul got his injury. Yeah, Class. yeah. You can't have like Lamina and Dawson back because they've only played a few games, haven't they? So, in my opinion, it's the first time I felt safe at the back ever. Yeah, it, but I don't think you can have Nunes either because for the first six months he weren't that good of his Wolves career. Yeah, that's, that's a difficult one, and it? it's got to be like longevity's got to be in there as well, hasn't it? I think it would cause a lot of debate. I'm sure there's people like Neto. I didn't even think of Neto. He's got to be a, a within a shout to be in the front. Well, Harry, if any listeners would like to tweet their eleven to us, don't. <laughs> not interested this is a vanity project what about Endai no in Christ oh my god Danny Baff oh my god you're just saying stupid names don't you? should we put Miranda at the back like Douglas Douglas no Barry Douglas well Barry Douglas Bennett actually Bennett the goal at Bristol City away gets yes two good shouts by Ray there but you can't put Bennett in over Cody, can you? I mean, I, I, I liked Bennett, and I didn't think we should have got rid of him when we did, but you can't put him in over Cody. Top shagger, though, isn't he? I'm, I'm actually, you know, I think I'm kind of verging on putting Kilman and someone, one of the, some of the new people in, to be honest. Can you put Kilman yeah. in over Cody? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm all right with that. My Sace, we ended up saying Cody. He played midfield in the whole championship era, then he slotted into centre-back. And he scored the odd few goals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doherty's got to be right back because he's scored. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Prime left back, unbeatable. Johnny, I don't even put. I know I'm thinking of it. Patricio will start. Patricio will start. Patricio, Patricio will back him in. You think? Ah, Patricio. He was a monster. Patricio. Sars had one good season, then now he's like a flapping pancake. So, Sar is the best keeper I've seen play against the Sun Forest. Yeah, but you're always pissed when you're watching. So that's true. Uh, however, you know, Patricio is still getting in that Portugal side ahead of him. So, you know, rest literally, literally not. Um, 
not not beating them to the number one spot for them. Um, then Donker, I think, was was mentioned by. That's a good. He was he consistent for us. I know he's on the bench a lot, but when he come on and he, he'd slot in defence when we needed him early on as well. We've had a few stars, haven't we? If it was on favourites, it'd be a completely different team. Like I probably would have yeah. Cavalero in there if it was my favourite players, and like Jota, obviously. But when I'd have left backs, I'd prefer him over Johnny. Just as my favourite, I love Bueno. No one's picking Richard Stearman centre back. Was he in the Foson era? Yeah, held the Costa and Anfield. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, Sam, bit... so, Sam, you're not putting Podence in over Jot. Podence is obviously in over Jota. Costa is in Costa is in over Jota. William Jose over Raul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on a teeny, we've mentioned a phobie, Paul Gladden. Yeah. Paul Gladden. The hero. Uh, let's leave that there then for this week. Nice um, little bit of reminiscing to, to round it off, but we will say goodbye to you, Harrowman's. Yes, see everybody. Jack Williams. Bye, everyone. And Dan Bates. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. All right. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>